Radio Zoom 78 for Thursday, March 23rd, 2006. Information about artists played on this episode can be found in the show notes at radiozoom.net. From Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the Radio Zoom Podcast. Rolling out to you once again. How you doing? My name's Uncle John, right here on the Radio Zoom Podcast, and I'm just kind of looking out the window, and it's a little cloudy in Vancouver today, but uh, it's still a good day. It's a lot warmer uh, based on, uh, well, where I grew up from. It's quite a bit colder, and I guess I got a little bit of snow back home in Iowa. RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address to send me your feedback, and you can also check out those show notes, RadioZoom.net. Once again, thank you very much for, to Andrew from the Geek.Farm.Life podcast. Very much appreciated. You can get all the all sorts of information, how to subscribe, how to contact me, all that fun stuff. And, um, yeah, interact. That's what this is all about, about building that community. Coming up today, well, we're going to talk about something that happened yesterday. And it's not necessarily a great or good thing that happened, but uh, it's something that we'll examine, kind of get my insight on it. And uh, also, I'll, uh, I-, I told you a little bit about the driving in Vancouver. Uh, the recording didn't turn out as well as I thought it w- would have, but uh, last-minute thing, you kind of ask for those situations. So, uh, well, I'll-, I'll still run it, and uh, you can tell me if you hate it, if you like it, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, the content was kind of was good and kind of eh, a little funny, if I must say so myself. Anyhow, let's uh, not waste any time. And go with these guys. They are Vancouver-based artists. And I gotta say, you know, I like ska. I know it's done and nobody really listens to it, but I mean, you gotta give credit to these guys that they're still doing the that genre. I also dig the song. The Subsidy Dwellers is the name of this band, and the song is called Hold the Pressure Down. This is the Radio Zoom Podcast. It's a lot. 
Safe Music Network, music.podshow.com. The Subcity de- uh, Dwellers, sorry, Subcity Dwellers. Hold the Pressure Down is the name of the song. Out on the Streets is the name of the album. The website, subcitydwellers.com. You can also go to radiozoom.net and uh, click on the link in the show notes. And they are, they're at least BC-based. I think if you go to their website, it looks like uh, they have a, the picture of the band. is uh, a picture that's been shot down in Gastown, which is another one of the many uh, boroughs, I guess you could call uh, call it, uh, of Vancouver. And it's a very, very neat uh, area, and I should do some uh, mobile stuff. I know that Dave Olson over at uh, the Chugalon with Uncle Weed podcast that uh, he's done some things down in Gastown. But, uh, yeah, the sub-city dwellers doing some ska there. Hopefully you got your skank on and uh, you're having some fun with them. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something that happened yesterday, and it was more of a major news item, and actually it might not even be a news item to you, uh, depending on where you're listening in from or subscribing from, but yesterday, uh, in here in British Columbia, and actually is just off the coast of British Columbia, the Queen of the North, uh, which is a one of the uh, ferries of the BC Ferries uh kind of transportation system, mass transit system, there was a bit of a mishap, and it was not a good, uh, uh, hardly a um, tiny little mishap. Uh, apparently what happened is that the, uh, well, let me see, l- l- let me read a little bit from uh, the article that was published today in the Vancouver Sun, and I'll have a link to this story in the show notes. The very queen of the north sank early Wednesday after apparently running into the rocky shore of the remote Gill Island in BC's Inside Passage, 130 kilometers south of Prince Rupert, which is where uh, it's destined, or I'm sorry, it's where its uh, origins. It was going from Prince Rupert to Port Hardy on Vancouver Island. So essentially it's going from the mainland to the island. Uh, There are no no confirmed deaths and, and, uh, sorry, there were no confirmed deaths and only a handful of minor injuries were reported. But by late Wednesday, two passengers of the 101 people on board were still unaccounted for, and police in Prince Rupert were treating the file as a formal missing persons investigation. So there are only two boats that actually serve this route, two ferries, and this is now down to one, uh, the Queen of the North, and I'm, I do not know what the other name of the boat that uh, serves this route, but uh, it's a 15-hour journey one way uh, from uh, Prince, uh, Port Hardy to Prince Rupert, and vice versa. And uh, the interesting thing is that this happened probably, man, really in the, nearly in the middle of the night. Not in, um, Well, it's kind of somewhere between, I think, midnight and 1 a.m. And uh, 101 people were on board. Two people are missing, but they do believe that these people did make it off the boat. They might have just, uh, you know, taken off and trying to get to whatever destination they were trying to get to. Uh, just authorities are trying to having a hard time uh, tracking that down. Um, but of all those people, everybody made it off without major injury. There might have been some minor injuries, you know, such as people, uh, you know, slipping or something like that. But uh, no major injuries, no deaths in this whole incident. Uh, people in the uh, community nearby uh, woke up. I mean, there was the whole. Um, uh, 
kind of like the, the the Coast Guard, I guess, um, the Marine uh, Coast Guard, or uh, I don't know what it's called here in Canada, but you know, the United States Coast Guard is what I'm used to, so I'm calling it the Coast Guard. Um, they responded quickly and, and, and quite rapidly, but if the people, the community on on the shore. Um, Man, they they just they, they woke up and uh, there was fishermen uh, that hopped in their boats and head out headed out to the uh, area to help these people get back onto uh, into dry land and uh, get them uh, taken care of. And this just all happened in a matter of hours. Uh, another article that came out of the Vancouver Sun as dated yesterday, and this will also be linked in the show notes. Uh, grateful survivors of today's ferry sinking off the Queen Charlotte Islands are telling graphic stories of her of their ill-fated journey. Passenger Lawrence Papineau, one of 100 people t- who took uh, to lifeboats in choppy seas, says it was like a scene out of Titanic. He says passengers heard a crashing noise, then the 125-meter ship tilted to one side. Within an hour, Papineau says the uh, vessel tilted again and leveled out before it sank to the sixth deck, came up like the Titanic, dipped, and then it went under. Um, uh, Further down in this article, uh, the Queen of the North sailing south on a 450-kilometer overnight trip uh, from Prince Rupert to Port Hardy along what is known as BC's Inside Passage hit the rock in choppy seas and high winds, and it took about an hour for the boat to sink, allowing those aboard the ferry to get on the lifeboats and giving rescuers time to reach them. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, an hour for the boat to sink, so it's going to give you quite a bit of time to uh, get off the, uh, get to where it is that you need to go, get life jackets on, um, or get to the you know the the life rafts and uh, and so on and so forth. Um, it's just an amazing uh, tale, and but there's I think there's going to be a lot more to this, and I'll, I'll kind of get to that here in a second. But uh, what I did do is I recorded this uh, this uh, I, I captured some audio uh, to a, a news story that came off of Global News, and uh, I wanted to play that for you right now, just a little sample of it. And it's not the best quality at all because it's streaming uh, video audio, and it, I captured it. So I want to give all the credit to Global. Um, this is not anything my – in fact, as I, as, I, as I captured it, you can hear the background of some of the uh, – like iChat in the background captures and some mail coming in and stuff like that. So you'll hear that as well. But uh, at least I, I captured this audio, and I want to play that a little bit for you right now. And uh, without the video, you're not going to get a lot from it, but you will get some uh, a lot of information also from the audio. So let's go ahead and check that out Now, right these now. are shots that have not been edited together at all, so you're looking at the raw footage. And as we said, this is just coming in right now. These are the very first pictures of the inside passage where at 12.43 this morning a ferry, the Queen of the North, sank uh, when it hit a rock off Gill Island in Wright Sound. And maybe we can uh, zoom in again on those pictures. There is, a fer- there is a slick of oil which is causing problems now. When the ferry went down, there were several cars on board and that's causing an oil slick. Uh, we have the Premier in Victoria and uh, he's joining us now. Premier, I understand you're on your way up to uh, Prince Rupert this afternoon. Yes, I'm uh, going to go up to Prince Rupert with uh, uh, David Hahn, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be there in time to greet the passengers and the crew, uh, to thank the uh, passengers and the crew, and to offer them uh, all the support uh, that we can to help them through this, uh, what was surely for all of them a horrendous incident. 
Now, th this is what we know so far, is that at, at about quarter to one, uh, the ferry started lifting and taking on water. It took about an hour for the ferry to sink. There were about 100 people on board, just over or just under, we're not sure. Incredibly, uh, everybody is safe and everybody is okay, apart from a few minor injuries. When did you first hear about it, and what were you told? My first call was at about four this morning. Uh, I was told that the ferry had uh, a ferry had gone down. I was told that uh, from all that we could tell, uh, apparently all of the passengers and all of the crew uh, were safe, uh, which was obviously the most important thing I think to all of us. Um, and sort of things have unfolded uh, since that time. Now you are planning on being up there this afternoon. Uh, what is the plan now? All the passengers are being put on the Coast Guard, this is Sir Wilfrid Laurier, and they will be uh, transported back via Coast Guard to Prince Rupert? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, as you know, the people at Hartley Bay were, uh, were truly uh, great to all of this. Uh, throughout all of this, there were uh, uh, small boats that went out and helped uh, bring people back to the community center. When they arrived at the community center, uh, uh, passengers and crew were greeted with blankets and hot coffee and, and sandwiches and just, you know, the kind of personal support that I, I imagine is incredibly important at this time. Uh, there are procedures that we have to follow uh, or the BC Ferries has to follow to assure they've got all of the passengers and the crew. Uh, that's obviously the first concern that they have at this point. They've been going through that. I would expect by around 10 o'clock this morning um, they will have finished through, gone through that procedure. I know they've been patrolling the waters just to make sure that every, everybody is, uh, is safe and secure. Uh, they'll head back to Prince Rupert and hopefully uh, both Mr. Hahn and myself will be there to greet them when they arrive. Now, what happens now? I understand that the other ferry that services that route is in dry dock, and we don't know for how long. Does this mean that the people are literally stranded where they are because they don't have any access now to travel, no ferries? Well, there will clearly be some disruption in the, in the coastal ferry service, uh, but I know that Mr. Hahn already and BC Ferries are already at work to try and minimize that disruption. Uh, they're aware of some of the supply issues that may arrive and some, rise in some of the coastal communities through the developing contingency, pl contingency plans around that. Uh, obviously, we'll, we've got social service uh, teams uh, available in Prince Rupert for the, for the passengers uh, and for the crew if they need it. Uh, and uh, we will make sure that, uh, that people uh, you know, are given the support that they need in the short term. But there will be a disruption. There is uh, another vessel is in dry dock right now. Uh, it will be out as soon as it's got its uh, full safety certificate. It will be out and services will be restored as quickly as we can. Uh, in the meantime, you know, our biggest concern right now is to think about those those people who were involved directly in this. I mean, when you have a ship that is uh, uh, is floundering and then sinks, uh, you know, between about quarter to one in the morning and quarter to two in the morning, in the middle of the dark and on a windy night with choppy seawaters, it's a pretty traumatic and I'm sure unsettling situation for those people. We want to make sure we give them the support they can get through it. They may be physically through it, but we have to make sure emotionally and uh, in other ways that they get through this as well. Premier, take a look at your TV screen. I think you could probably see that oil slick. That is going to be a huge concern as well. Does the government have any plans on what to do at this point? I, I believe the ship is about 1,200 feet underwater. Um, but this looks like it could cause a huge problem as well. What's going to be done about that? Well, the Coast Guard is, uh, is there already. Two environmental inspectors uh, left this morning at 7.15 to be up uh, uh, coordinating our response with regard to, to, the, to the vessel and the accident. Uh, we'll do uh, 
all that we can to minimize any environmental uh, damage that may take place. And I, I think people should know that, that we're already on that job and the Coast Guard's already on that job as well. Okay. Premier Gordon Campbell, thank you so much for speaking with us. I know that you are, again, on your way up to Prince Rupert this afternoon to greet the survivors of the BC ferry that sank early this morning. So we wish you luck on your journey and, uh, and we'll talk to you hopefully again this afternoon. Okay, Randine, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. So just to recap, now you're looking at the very first pictures coming out of the inside passage. We're at about quarter to one this morning. The Queen of the North sank just off Gill Island in Wright Sound. About 100 passengers and crew were uh, evacuated into the water in lifeboats. It took a couple of hours for the Coast Guard to arrive, Sir Wilfrid Laurier, and several fishing boats and people from the community of nearby Hartley Bay came out and quickly and incredibly helped all of the passengers to safety. Many of them now are in the small community of Hartley Bay. You can see those pictures of that oil slick. Of course, there was tons of fuel on board that ship as well as several cars and all that oil and gasoline is now leaking into the waters off that coastline okay, and that so, will be a big part uh, of the story in days to come as well. Okay, and, um now, the, the community of Hartley Bay is that small community I mentioned that was just amazing that they, uh, in the middle of the night, they came out and they uh, took these small boats and whatever they could to help these, these people that were in the water, which is absolutely amazing. But I guess also uh, Hartley Bay is not a very big community at all. And uh, I, from what I understand, this is, I, this is what Rebecca is telling me, is that uh, some people were just sitting around listening to the police scanner. And if you've ever lived in a small town like I used to, uh, you know there, there's these type of people that just kind of sit around and, you know, that's all they ever listen to. And when something like that happens, it's huge. And the next thing you know, is it, you know, mobilization can happen quite quickly because, you know, one person calls and one person then on down the line. So that's what I, from what I understand is how uh, Hartley Bay kind of snapped into, into action so quickly. Um, what were some other things in, in that report uh, that was from Global Television? Uh, Global is one of the major uh, networks in Canada. But uh, Gordon Campbell, who is the premier of uh, British Columbia now, uh, premier is a lot like back in the States where I'm used to on the state-run uh, level of government, um, a, uh, a governor is what who heads up the state. So in Canada, in the, uh, the provinces, uh, you have a premier who uh, is the head of the provincial government. And... Uh, he actually used to be uh, mayor of Vancouver. Now he is the premier of Br uh, British Columbia. And actually, if you've ever seen the television show uh, Da Vinci's Inquest, well, that's based on uh, Gordon Campbell back when he used to be a coroner. Uh, that's another story for another time. Anyway, uh, I'm just trying to uh, kind of inform you about who these people were. And yeah, they're uh, as of today. You know, this this was uh, you know information and, and pictures and everything and, and news that was coming out shortly after everything happened. And there was a lot of different uh, uh, un unknowns and uh, different uh, pieces of information that were just kind of filtering in uh, here and there as the, the day went on. So. Um, that kind of gives you a, a breakdown of the whole story, but there's a lot of gaps there because, you know, like I said, uh, it was early on what was going on. Now, the reason I'm kind of dissecting this is because this is kind of my first experience with a tragedy, because it really is a tragedy even though no one died. Um, as you heard, uh, those two communi uh, the, the community of Prince Rupert uh, is going to be affected by this because uh, here we are – we're just starting. We're just into spring. Uh, tourism season is going to start 
startup, you know, and people from the islands, from the mainland, and people like fly in. Uh, you know, there's these are tiny little places that people can go, and you know, it's, it's little tiny communities. But people like to get away, take a ferry, go up there, stay in bed and breakfasts and and hotels. And actually, there are people up there now that are stranded. Uh, that uh, or there's people stranded in Prince Rupert. Now there's people stranded on Vancouver Island. People that are going to have to go down, drive down to. Um, uh, catch a to another part of the uh, the of Vancouver Island. Catch a ferry, go over to Tawasson, and you know over into Vancouver, and then drive up uh, through the mainland. And it's going to be about a two day trip to get all the way up there. So it's it's very uh, you know this this area is being impacted now. You heard him talking about supplies. Uh, you know it could be medical supplies that they put onto a semi or semi, as they call them here, uh, that you put onto a truck, and it goes onto the boat and takes a 15-hour ride up to uh, up to these areas, and, you know, it's 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 impactual. It's it's uh, it's it matters to these people, and um, now you want to go back to June 2005, and this is where things get really interesting. Uh, the Queen of Oak Bay had a mechanical problem uh, that caused the ferry to lose steering control, and this happened down in Horseshoe Bay, which is uh, a a port um, just uh, by uh, uh, located near uh, uh, West Vancouver. I'm sorry, I had to think about that one a little bit. And uh, this this is just summer of last year. It lost a steering, uh, or lost the ability to steer, and uh, couldn't stop in time. And it crashed into the marina right there in Horseshoe Bay. It it missed the uh, the dock, the ferry dock, by a matter of oh few hundred meters and uh no one was hurt no one was killed um but you can if you go down to horseshoe bay now which have been down there a few times uh took my parents here or down there when we were uh when they were visiting uh it's obvious that the new docks were built uh since the old ones were you know basically ran over and ruined uh some boats were ruined as well but like i said no one was hurt and these boats are 30 to 40 years old some maybe even older i mean we're talking about the major the whole fleet of bc ferries and there's been a lot of talk about – well, actually, I should say it too. Uh, there's, a, there's a history, and I'll, I'll post a link in the show notes to, uh, to kind of give you a, an idea of the history that these ferries have with uh, mishaps, disasters, and things like that, um, running into other vessels and sinking. Uh, and it goes back quite a few years, but uh, there is a, quite a there, – there's a, a handful of things that have been happening since 2000. Uh, you know, since the new, new millennium, so you got a lot of people talking, you got a lot of people complaining, and there's a lot of you know this. There, there's that whole the human impact, but there's going to be a political um, impact here too. And the irony of the situation right now is that the uh, the provincial government just approved, as of yesterday afternoon, funding for new ferry vessels. Now, this is actually completely separate from the whole uh, issue. And this is an article I found in GlobalMail.com is that on the same day that the B- BC ferries lost the Queen of the North. The BC Treasury Board approved an agreement that will allow the long-awaited purchase of replacements for the vessels on the northern routes, which is just uh, – that's what uh, this Queen of the North uh, was on, was on uh, one of the northern routes. Uh, Transportation Minister Kevin Falcon said the provincial cabinet must give final approval, but he did not expect that to be a problem especially now, and the Treasury Board meeting was previously scheduled, and it, is, it was a coincidence that uh, it was on the same day that uh, the passenger ferry struck a rock and sank off the north coast of the province, and it is estimated that the total cost to replace the Queen of the North, Queen of Prince Rupert, and Queen of Chilliwack 
will be at least $350 million. The new ferry should be operational between 2009 and 2011. So you can kind of see that there's a, there's these, these issues. Um, also, you had that steering problem that happened to the um, the Queen of Oak Bay back in June of 2005. Now you have another boat who – these boats – take the same route, take the same course. Uh, granted, that there were some uh, weather conditions that they was contending with, but uh, if it's another issue where another ferry had problems with steering and struck a rock or ran aground or whatever, um, that might not be a uh, too good of a, uh, or you know, might not bode well for the whole BC ferry uh, fleet uh, mechanically, I guess, because they are aging and maybe that's where these these problems are. So. You know, the political fallout is going to be quite curious. You know, what will Gordon Campbell do in the long run? Uh, the, the whole human level of this is just amazing, though. The rescue of those passengers, that's got to be commended. That was awesome. I, just the fact that nobody has, with major injuries, there were obviously some minor injuries, but nobody, you know, life-threatening. Uh, and, and no deaths. That is just simply amazing. And, um, you know, to know Vancouver, to know the Lower Mainland, it's synonymous with a ferry system and how that might affect the rest of them. Will people start kind of going, well, this has happened in June and this just happened, you know, where this boat sank. I don't know if I want to take a ferry over to Vancouver Island. I don't know if I want to, you know, spend my tourism dollars in Victoria or or Nanaimo or uh, in Tofino or things like that. These are different little areas on the island. Um you know, you've got all these different issues that might happen down the long run. Tourism, transportation, commerce. I mean, it's that simple. Those three main things that uh, transportation uh, or that mass, mass transit systems uh, thrive on. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all is affected and how it all plays out in the long run. And in fact, just the other day, Rebecca and I are planning a, a getaway here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we just changed our plans uh, just a matter of days ago, actually, before this happened. Uh, we were going to go over to the island, but instead we're going to head into the interior and head into uh, the Okanagan, which is kind of like uh, wine country, kind of like the Napa Valley of BC. And uh, we decided to change our mind. Might not have been a bad idea, but um, I don't know. It, it's, we're not doing it because we're afraid of the fairies. We're doing it because uh, I've never been to the interior. So... Uh, I don't know. The, the whole coincidence is, is quite uh, quite amusing to me. So that's uh, an issue. I think maybe we can, or a topic, an issue, or whatever. We can come back to it at a different time. But uh, like I said, being uh, being a newbie here, it, it's kind of uh, the insight to it all. Before I get too political, and I don't want to get too political on it because I'm, you know, I really have no say in the political system here. But um, it's very, very. Uh, intriguing to watch this unfold and see how it's uh, going to be dealt with and how they're going to resolve the problems that are are there, uh, be major or minor that they are. Uh, you can say that there are some, there is some sort of problem with the BC ferries. Uh, just a matter of time, money, and effort uh, as to how it's all going to be solved in the long run. So, music. Let's do this. Uh, the Appleseed Cast. The song's called Ice Heavy Branches. We're running a little long. Might only do three songs this episode. But uh, this is the second one for sure. Reason.
the Appleseed cast with the song Ice Heavy Ice Heavy Branches. A little hot on the mic, I'm sorry there. Uh, author album Two Conversations, theappleseedcast.com is the website to find out more about them, and you're going to want to find out more about them because they have a new album out. It's called Peregrine, and uh, I've that's the first time I've ever heard of it, and actually they just posted that news on the website just a few days ago. Actually, I think it was just yesterday, maybe even. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, you can try to find that at your local favorite record store. And uh, I'm not necessarily sure if it's available anywhere else for purchase or download. But uh, good news, nonetheless, to hear that the Appleseed cast, they now have a new album out. That makes me happy. Let's see. Uh, there's my microphone. All right. Sorry about that. I'm still getting used to doing these little segs, these little drops, because it, it it's kind of better in terms of a transition. So that way I don't have to be like, now I want to talk about, now I want to do this. That's what I'm starting to do with these uh, little seg drop things. So right now what we're going to do, though, is we're going to move on to the other segment, though. There I go again. That totally defeats the purpose of that seg. Uh, what I did is what I what I recorded last week, driving in Vancouver. Uh, I grabbed the mini disc before I took off and uh, threw it in my pocket, and because I had to go take the car. Well, I kind of let it speak for itself, I guess. But uh, you know, we normally don't have a car, and I had to go pick up uh, Rebecca from work with her mom's car, and uh, I. That's going to be my second time ever driving in Vancouver, in downtown Vancouver. I've driven in downtown Manhattan. I've driven through Kansas City numerous times, but, you know, it's still a little different here. Just a tiny bit, but not much. So uh, I recorded this last week, and the, uh, my, you know, maybe the mic placement wasn't the best, but it was a totally last-minute thought, and I really apologize for the quality, but I thought the content was entertaining enough that it'd be, it'd be good enough to run. So if you got complaints and you're really uh, upset by it, you can let me know, but um, I promise that if I ever do this again that I'll do my best to make it sound a lot better. So without further ado, here I am, driving in Vancouver. Okay. I don't drive very often because we don't have a car very often. Right now we've actually uh, got a Becca's mom's vehicle on loan. Oh my gosh. We got a traffic jam going on here. Okay. Pedestrians do get the right of way around here a lot. And um, they're not afraid to just walk out in traffic. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because I've got a car, I can get to point A to B a lot faster than they can on foot. So I'm usually pretty cool with uh, letting the pedestrians go. Okay, I'm going down to Denman, and I've got to get back downtown. And we're okay here. Okay, now i got to figure out where the windshield wipers are in this one. No. Yes? No. Maybe? No. Anybody? 
Well, it's not that it's raining. It's not raining at all. It's just uh, the uh, raindrops that are on the windshield, and I don't want to... Is this it? Yeah, there we go. All right. Just going to pull down. I couldn't remember if that was the uh, the blinker lever lever or if it was the... Um, well, it turned out to be the windshield wipers. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. I can see the mountains. Uh, that would be grouse. I can grouse is half uh, in clouds, and you know, of course, the lower half is exposed because it's below the uh, the cloud line. But um, oh. right, her wondering where I'm at. Hello. Hello. Where are you at? I'm just turning on to Georgia here. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay. Room. Now the whole uh, kilometers versus uh, miles per hour thing, still not quite used to it. And I could just be totally going over the speed limit right now, but uh, I'm not really sure. And I'm not really looking down at my speedometer because uh, I'm a little freaked out by this huge Hummer that just pulled out behind me and is riding my tail. Anyway, I don't know, I was probably going about 60, 40 kilometers. That's almost 40 miles an hour. I still don't know the whole uh, conversion. I can't calculate that in my head just quite yet, but um, I'm still learning and getting the hang of that. Right now we're at the intersection on Georgia, or I'm sorry, we're not in Georgia anymore. Cut down to Pender, heading downtown. It's going to be a little easier, but the intersection of Pender and Jervis. And uh, it was right along Jervis here between, or I'm sorry, on Pender between Jervis and Butte, where uh, it's right around Christmas time that they had this huge sinkhole uh, that opened up and swallowed half of the, the, uh, the street here. So what they've done is they've uh, blocked off uh, the, uh, let's see, that'd be the northern side, the northern two lanes of uh, Pender, and uh, that's under repair because it's just about as far as the, the sinkhole went. And then, because um, this usually is a four lane with two lanes going one way and two lanes going the other way, but now it's down to two lane um, going each way. And, uh, well, yeah, one lane going each way. I'm sorry, it's a two-lane road now. And uh, they're repairing because they've got this huge hole dug for this uh, building that they're, this high-rise that they're currently constructing. Always, always, always development going on uh, around the downtown area. And I really got to be careful because it's 4.30, 4.35 on a Thursday afternoon, and... Everybody's getting off work. So you just gotta watch out for people trying to turn. And then you gotta watch out for me. Because I'm just some crazy American driving this car. Bike messenger. Ah! Answering the phone like I shouldn't be. Hi. Hello? 
Everything's okay. And uh, so, yeah, I'm on Pinter and Brard. So she knows that I don't know where I'm going. Or at least I know where I'm going. But uh, I don't drive a lot. And there's it's kind of like New York City where um, there are uh, streets that go one way. And then also the other part of it, too, driving downtown, is that there are certain times where you can't, uh, you can't go or you can't turn onto certain streets. She said turn right on Hal, right? Yeah, there she is. Cool. Light just turned red on Hal. Hi. I'm recording. <laughs> okay. It's in my pocket. I think it's still recording. I don't know. And I can't, I can't, uh... <laughs> well, no, it's right here. Oh, oh It's my. by my boob. Oh, you can go. It's not a thingy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the stuff. Now turn right on Dunsmere up there. Okay. Up here? Right hand? Yeah, right okay. here. You're such a big boy! You're driving! This is a little freaky because, uh... Yeah, bike messengers and everything. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of wanted you to pull over so I could get in the driver's seat because we're going to have to parallel park once we get to my mom's. And since I am a professional parallel you parker... You are a better parallel parker. Well, I mean, I'm way rusty in the parallel. That's good. Okay. Way, way rusty on the parallel parking here. That's where they're going to put in. You can go. No, I can't. Why not? Because there's people walking. But they're like a hundred meters away. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Why would I never let you drive ever again? It's frustrating. Well, I didn't know if those girls are going to start walking now either. You can go. And, but but it's clear. You can turn right on a red light. You know. Uh, you have more of a right away than those guys. It's your turn. It's your turn. Go. Well, I can't because. There's nobody walking. No, they have a they have a turn light. So you're turning right on a red. You have you have to stop because it's like a stop sign. But you have a right away if you're turning right at any time over someone turning left. <laughs> if I was behind you right now, I'd be so honking at you. Uh... <laughs> Wait, okay. But okay. there's people. You can't go. Well, we're going. <laughs> Go, 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 go. How do you say it? Asphalt? Asphalt. I heard it pronounced. In front of that car on the other side. So we can turn around. I'll show you where to turn around. That magic goods place. Oh, parallel park right here. Oh, God. I can't do it. Do you want me to get out and I'll do it? Wait. No, it's huge. I can do it. Oh god, okay. Now am I gonna... No, you're fine, but... oh, I hit this curb. 
I never took a driving test. Thanks, man. I'm sitting on my cell phone. <laughs> You're good. Okay. Uh, now we need to put some change in here for 15 minutes for her. Get a dime or something. Right. We're no. parking the car here. I hate oh. <laughs> we're taking the key out. Take the keys. Take the keys away from me. I'm going to stop recording now because this is the end of the driving oh experience. <laughs> well, I'm good. Fear 
And that comes off of the album Daisies of the Galaxy, eelsthebandcom And hey, if you are in the Chicagoland area, you can go check out the Eels at Lollapalooza. Yes, that's what I said. Lollapalooza on Saturday, August 5th in Chicago. Lollapalooza will be making yet another return. And uh, this marks the first time the Eels have played the festival since 1997. And there's also a handful of tour dates going on, or actually handfuls of tour dates, I should say, in Europe coming up this summer. So if you're in that area, you'll definitely want to check that out. We're running way, way long. So you know what? I think it's time for us to go ahead and wrap this episode up. That's been episode number 78 for you on the Radio Zoom podcast. Uh, hopefully it hasn't been too long. We're going to be pushing nearly 50 minutes on this episode. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully that uh, that driving in Vancouver thing wasn't too bad. I, You know, it was uh, just sitting in my pocket and you could hear the rustling going on and everything. But, you know, it just takes some getting used to. It's not that I'm afraid of it. Just new surroundings. You know, you got to get used to the different flows of traffic around here. That's why I like the public transportation system, which could be, you know, uh, a topic for another uh, episode. We covered a lot about the ferries today, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. And also, once again, to those uh, people that uh, uh, were affected by the, the ferry incident, uh, you know, my thoughts go out to you, but thank God that you are in one piece and nothing else, at least worse, happened to you been another episode it's been fun it's been uh informative i hope we'll check you later and adios the music on the radio zoom podcast is done with artist permission and is pod safe visit the show notes for more information radiozoom.net